Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. You're listening to episode four of With Heart and Wonder. I am beyond thrilled to introduce you to our guest today, Tori Price from Luna Lee Arts. I met Tori this past fall at the Imperfect Boss Camp, which was a transformational week in the woods for 80 creative women in business to connect, create community, and grow their confidence. As soon as I met Tori, I knew she was a kindred spirit. She radiates this gentle but powerful warmth and has such a curious heart. When I settled on the direction and the name for this podcast, Tori was one of the first people to come to mind as someone I'd love to have on as a guest. Tori is an intuitive artist passionate about the connection between well-being and the creative process. And she puts it so perfectly on her website. I'm going to read you this little excerpt. Tori writes, I learn about myself and my place in the world through creativity, falling into a meditative state while I paint and finding a flow where nothing exists but me and my art. Inspired by nature, animals, women, connectedness, energy, and vibrant colors, I create my paintings to radiate positivity. My hope is that the positive energy I infuse into my work will transport the viewers to a place of inspirational wonder, sparking their imaginations to see the magic and beauty of the world. Tori truly lives a life of heart and wonder, and I can't wait for our conversation to unfold. So welcome, Tori. I would so love for you to, in a few words, introduce yourself to our listeners today. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I'm over here just like beaming. Oh, (laughs) it is all so true. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so yeah, my name is Tori and I started Luna Lee Arts in 2016. So this will be my fourth year of business, which I'm super excited about. Um, I first started painting when I was managing a children's art studio years ago and they had some leftover paint and like extra canvas and I started painting and not only was it exciting for me to see that whatever I was painting turned out way better than I thought it would be but it was the feeling that painting gave me that really like hooked me (laughs) um and then I shortly after that just like couldn't stop painting started gifting it to friends and family and then people were like oh I actually want to buy your work so um I got into selling my work um I started to develop my artistic voice and kind of like tap down what exactly I wanted to do with my art and how I wanted to share it and the purpose of all of it. And then was like, wait a second, this is so amazing for me, the way that I paint that I need to start teaching people how to do it. So um, I started leading workshops paired with meditations to prepare the mind for different people to intuitive paint and kind of reach that sense of heart and wonder within themselves. And it's been such a journey of uh, seeing other people light up through the thing that lights me up. And it's been such an honor and blessing to get to guide people through those types of things. Oh my gosh, what an incredible story. <laughs> I, um, I feel like you just bring this really beautiful, thoughtful energy into this 
this journey that you're on. And I love the story that you're sharing of kind of picking up the paintbrush and, and just going with where it takes you and following that flow. I'm curious to know, did, were you kind of like art, an artistic child? Like an art, like was art always a part of you? I mean, you were working at the time, um, with at a kid's art studio. And so was this kind of, um, a leaning that you always had, or is it something that developed more later in life? It was all art has always been a part of my life. Um, but it's kind of funny the way that it has like whispered to me throughout my life. And I had, I had like focus on all different kinds of things. I'm one of these people who am just like interested in all the things and I want to do all the things, but art has always been the most consistent thing in my life. So, um, you know, like in elementary school, I was always the kid that they were like, Oh, can you draw this for me? <laughs> and then like in middle school, same thing, high school, they were like, why aren't you an AP art in college? They were like, why aren't you an art major? And it was just something that I dove into as a child and could always like, you know, focus for hours on something. If that had to be like if it involves something creative. Um, and then after I graduated, it was like, okay, what do I do? And um, it, I was like, okay, I've been working with children for however long, so I might as well do that. And I started nannying for a family. But when I was nannying, I was doing art with this little girl who was like four or five years old. And I thought to myself, wow, I could do this all day. <laughs> So I started listening to the things that, you know, light me up and the things that where like time passes and you have no idea where it went because you're just enjoying yourself so much. So I started teaching children art and then it led me to like me making my own art. And so it's just been quite an interesting journey of something that's been a part of me my whole life, but really starting to listen to it more as an adult when I developed more, um, more of my like mindfulness and intentionality and in how I want to create my life. I, uh, I particularly love that you use the word whispers there because <laughs> I just released um, an episode this morning, actually. So um, when this one comes out, it'll have been last week, um, but called the whispers within about oh. these kind of <laughs> these whispers of our calling that are inside of us. Um, and our last guest, Devin spoke about, how music was that for her, this thing that was inside of her and she went in other directions on other pathways, um, but music was the thing that was always calling her back saying, I'm a part of you. And so it's, it's just so beautiful how, oh, I just love the synchronicity. <laughs> um, I, I feel like you have this really, what I think is a really unique artistic style. It's so colorful and vibrant and alive. And I'm just curious what it's been like, this process of finding your own artistic style. Has it always looked like that? Has it evolved into that? And what are the things that kind of really light you up when it comes to creating? As far as my style, it did take a while to like really hone in on, I guess, the subject matter of what I wanted to make. I started out like painting a lot of different words and inspirational sayings and, you know, in high school and middle school, I'd always like post quotes on my wall and make collages and, you know, I was always into being inspiring myself and also inspiring other people through, um, words or art or, you know, what have you. 
but something that has, I've kind of shifted away from the words a little bit, but something that always stayed and has been a part of my art, my whole life is color. And um, I love that you mentioned or described my paintings as feeling alive because that's like the way that I feel when I paint. So it's interesting, intuitive painting, it's like, you know, whatever I'm going through in my life or whatever interstate is happening as I'm painting, it's going to show on the canvas, you know, it's not something where, you know, intuitive painting, you don't have a plan. You don't have an expectation. You just kind of jump in and you're like, okay, I'm going to do what feels good. I'm going to pick this color because it's just like, again, it's this intuitive calling. It's like, I don't know why I want to paint this color. I don't know why I want to just paint with circles, but like it's meant to happen because it's that creative impulse that's inside of me that's meant to come out. And if it's meant to come out from me, then it's probably meant to be shared with the world because, you know, we're all a unique expression of like creativity and a liveliness and wonder. And it's like, we need to be sharing that with other people. And so, yeah, it's kind of my way to show up for myself, but also share my gifts with the world because that's what we're here to do. You know, we can't exist in a vacuum. <laughs> that's no fun anyway. <laughs> so I'm... I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about kind of what distinguishes this like intuitive approach as opposed to, um, you know, someone who, who decides they're going to sit down and paint a bowl of fruit or whatever it may be that they're, they're going to sit down and paint. What, what are kind of the things that, that make it intuitive and, and what, what does that process of, leaning in and tapping into the intuition look like for you when you sit down to paint? Yeah. So it's really sacred for me. It's a really, um, for me, it's a spiritual practice. So, you know, sometimes I will paint to music and paint to the beat. Sometimes I'll dance when I paint, you know, just to get in my body. Sometimes I will you know, do yoga or breath work or meditation before I paint, but most often I'll just jump in. And um, like I said, whenever I paint, the meditative state comes up anyway. So it's kind of like, for me, it's trusting that whatever I make is meant to be made. So, um, you know, as opposed to painting a bowl of fruit, you know, you have a lot of planning. You might like have you're going to plan like the right size canvas or paper and you're going to you know measure out the proportions maybe you'll do a drawing and then you'll plan out your colors and you'll make sure you have the right colors and it's very in your head about it because you are having a particular goal at the end a particular outcome that you'd like to reach whereas with intuitive painting you don't have a plan and you don't have an expectation and you don't have any outcome that you're going toward and for some people, when I've taught them, that's like the most terrifying thing, especially if they identify as like a more type A person who has to like know what's going on. But for other people, like I've spoken to people who have done a sort of like sip and paint situation where there's a teacher at the front of the class and they have an example and they're like, okay, we're all going to paint the same thing. And this is what it needs to look like. And for some people, that's what stresses them out because they're like, well, how am I supposed to make that? Like I I'm just painting for pretty much the first time since I was a child. And so it just really intuitive painting releases any pressure that you put on yourself because it's not about being perfect. It's not about like, you don't have anything in your mind that you're trying to reach. It's really just about stepping into the unknown and 
really trusting yourself and trusting that wherever you are in your life and wherever you are in your creative process and wherever you are in your relationship with self, it's okay. It's not about being perfect. You know, it's not about looking the same as everybody else. It's about being unique and like trusting that whatever you have to share in your unique expression of you, because you're the only you that will ever exist, like ever. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it's, you know, we need to nourish ourselves and um, yeah, just like show up for ourselves, be there for ourselves and be gentle with ourselves. Really like infuse compassion into the creative process and just like gratitude that you already know what you're doing. It doesn't like matter that it looks like this person's or that person's. It What matters is that you are expressing yourself uniquely. That was a long-winded answer, but. <laughs> I loved every part of it and totally had chills during, during parts of it too as you were talking. I, um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that experience and maybe it has been a while, maybe it's been since childhood, but that experience of envisioning something and wanting to create it, especially in this artistic way. And what you have in your head is not what ends up on the paper. And there's this, there's this disconnect. And I think in a lot of times there's like a hypercriticalness that starts to come in, analysis, shame, guilt, like all sorts of different emotions um, based on not being able to kind of produce and capture what you're envisioning. And I know that that was my experience as a child. I like quickly identified myself as like not a craft person um, and at a young age and was, you know, not a craft person. And there were some crafts that I liked, but for the most part, I just, I thought that I wasn't good at art. And because of that have really kind of like shied away from artistic things, despite the fact actually of learning later in life, doing one of those kind of more in-depth intelligence tests that I actually have a lot of visual uh, natural intelligence and like spatial awareness and like visual creativity, but kind of having like shunned that part of myself. And what is so beautiful about this approach, I feel like is that opportunity to get out of your head and to get out of that kind of more analytical side of the brain and really to embrace the wisdom of the body. And I so love how you talk about infusing these kind of embodied practices into the painting in terms of meditation and movement and dance and yoga and really in, like unearthing what is inside of you that is ready to kind of surface. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I love how you called it unearthing. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's one of my words right now. I go yeah. through stages, you know, and unearthing yep. seems to be one of them right now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and it's really interesting, like when I don't really know what's going on inside of me and then I get to see it visually, I'm like, oh, and then I can attach meaning to my painting and be like, oh, I know exactly why I painted that because I'm going through this right now. And That's so it really so cool. helps you understand yourself. Yeah. Um, but mention, going back to what you said about your experience of creating as a child, and then just like, I think it's so interesting that 
especially when we're children. If we're not good at something, we'll just write it off. And then we'll make a statement about ourselves, like, I'm just not that person. And you're creating your identity just by like, because you didn't have, you know, one or two good experiences, or if you had an art teacher when you were a child, that's like, this was no good, or a parent who's like, you could have done better, especially in art, because that is like, you're literally bringing something into existence that didn't exist before. Like, it's very, I don't know, it's very, you know, creators of our own world type energy. Like, There's like a magicalness to it, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's really, um, yeah, it's kind of mystical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there are so many people that I have taught that are either saying, I haven't made something since I was a child. I don't have a creative bone in my body. I'm not good at art. And I'm like, you just haven't given yourself a chance. You know, you had a bad experience. It was upsetting. You made a decision in that upsetting experience that changed you know, the course of your life. And like, it's okay to go back to it. And like, I think for some people, it's a little traumatic to go back to it because of whatever they experience of like people saying that they weren't enough, which is, gosh, like the underlying story of so many people's lives that affects so many people's ways of living, not being enough, not being worthy, not feeling like they can do something or are capable of something. Um, and so when I teach people intuitive painting, it's way more than in teaching them how to paint. You know, it's all about like building their self-esteem, building their confidence, building their, yeah, the, like their trust in themselves. Um, and when they have this aha moment at the end of their painting, like, I can't believe I made this. And I'm like, yeah, not only did you make it, but you made it from something that you weren't looking at, something that like wasn't in your head, something that wasn't like telling you what to do except for your own heart. And when they have this realization where they're like, wow, I can make art. If you can make art in this safe space, then you can like take the lessons that you learn while you make art, especially in an intuitive setting and bring it out into your life. So like, you know, the lessons that I learned while painting are just life lessons. Like I, you know, I'm patient while I paint and I listen to my intuition and, you know, I take risks and I get bold with some of it because if it gets boring and I'm like, I'm playing it safe, then I'll, you know, step into something else and switch it up. Um, you know, it's really trusting that each step you take into the unknown it's going to be okay. You're going to be taken care of. You just have to like have that little bit of courage to move forward with like each color and each stroke. And like, it's the same as life. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea, but we're creating our experience every day, whether we know it or not, you know, subconsciously or consciously. And the more that we create and the more that we trust ourselves to create, it's like, the better we can show up in our own lives and like take what we learned in being bold in painting and take a risk in our own life, you know, in a bigger way. So it's like practicing your intuitive muscle with yourself and then like bring it into the world and just like living a life that is just more full of life and a little less fearful. <laughs> While you were talking there were so many parallels that I was thinking about. I know uh, that you are also a yoga teacher yes. and <laughs> I um so many parallels I was thinking about in terms of, you know, uh, as 
as yoga teachers, you know, we often hear people say, oh, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole story around what our bodies are and aren't able to do. And when people are using that kind of language, the kind of thinking is that they can't make their body into a certain shape and that that shape is kind of the desired outcome rather than yoga being about this inward journey into the self. And I think that some of the other parallels that were coming up for me was you kind of talking about how you, you take what you learn and what comes up from you in that creative process of painting into your life. And, and for me, that's, that's so much of my yoga practice is that opportunity to, to kind of be with what is happening in my life and to be with my own stories and inner dialogue and to start to notice the patterns there um, so that I can move through my life with more awareness, but also with more strength, more connection, more calm, whatever it is that I am, I'm finding on my mat. And it was so cool to hear you talk about that because, or to, to, to kind of hear the parallels as you were talking, because one of the reasons for, um, and one of kind of my visions for this podcast is, is kind of to take mindfulness and really expand how we think about it so that it, you know, if people are used to thinking about mindfulness as something that's done cross-legged with eyes closed, we can think about mindfulness in all of these dynamic ways. And so, you know, I think your story and what you do is such a great example of how people can like tap into those same those same powers that we could find on a yoga class, but you're experiencing that with canvas and with paint and with color, but it's that same sense of like journeying deeper into the self. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something I love about yoga too. You practice and it's like, okay, I learned something today and now I can bring it to my life. I was thinking about what you were saying about yeah, the stories that we tell ourselves, but it's because too, we tell ourselves these stories because we're comparing ourselves to other people. Yes. You know, I can't even count the number of people who have come up to me at an art show or festival and been like, I could never make something like this. And I'm like, there's probably a time in my life where I would have thought that too, but it's really just like, it's just showing up for yourself. You know, if you're not, if you don't practice making art, if you don't practice doing yoga, of course, you're never going to get to this place, but getting to the place isn't the point of it anyway. You yes, know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, the person doing the crazy yoga pose on the beach or this person who has this huge painting in an art gallery, you don't see all of the hours and energy and time and love and like downfalls that they went through to get to a place where their practice is at that point. It takes years to like master something. And then are we really ever masters at something? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But then also like that point of, you know, maybe it being way more about the process than, totally. than and so this fact of, of kind of developing an artistic practice, an intuitive artistic practice, being just this beautiful opportunity to have the time and the space to connect with, with yourself and, and the, the things that are happening in your life. And, and that it could just be that, that it could, you know, for someone not be ever about, you know, even showing their work to anyone else, but that it could just Absolutely. be that, like you said, that, um, that empowering feeling of having created something that, that from the depths of you, not 
replicating though that there could be value in that, but that you kind of brought this thing into the world uh, that is entirely uniquely you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I like there's some paintings that I've made or drawings that I've made that no one's ever seen. You can either choose to keep your practice sacred to yourself and like, like a meditation practice would be or whatever, or, you know, you could share it with the world and it doesn't matter either way. As long as you're creating, as long as you're moving your body, as long as you're breathing, as long as you're like practicing in some way, you know, mindfulness and, um, awareness and, knowing yourself it's like it doesn't matter what happens with it afterwards yeah it's all about the experience like you know we're not it's so interesting like in life when people are very future-minded and they're like well I just want to get here and then they're missing all the things that are happening before they get there or while they're getting there and like for me that's the juiciest part like of course you know speaking at a solo show is like gives me a feeling of being on top of the world, but like making the paintings and like everything that I learned along the way about what I did. I mean, every painting I make shows me something about myself and my place in the world. And it's like, if nobody sees the painting, that's okay. Like I'm going to start doing a painting practice where I'm going to paint something and I'm going to paint over it. (laughs) Even if I love it because it's like that non-attachment and it's okay. You know, it's not really about like the product sometimes. And that's kind of hard for me to say because like I sell my art, but like, it's true. Like as long as I'm making art, that's like good enough for me. I am. I'd love for you to share what it's like to be at an art show or to be um, showing your work somewhere and to have other people witness and engage and connect with what it is that you brought into the world. And what, what does that feel like? Yeah. I just got goosebumps because it feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite feeling is when I'm at an art festival and I have my own tent and like, you know, art's lining the walls and I have tables and like uh, so much art and a whole setup. And somebody walks in and they're either just like completely looking around in like magic and wonder, or they just like take a deep breath right when they walk in the tent and they're like, wow, it just feels different in here. That is so cool. Yeah. That is the highest compliment I can get when someone's like, I feel what you did. And like, I feel the energy that you put into your work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause like when I'm meditating, when I'm painting, like that's like, you know, that's a pretty high vibe experience. And so when people can actually feel that and like, it's just the craziest feeling because that's all I want with my art. I want people to feel that like goodness and that sense of awe of life, you know, we can get so caught up in like the day-to-day grind and like this, that, and the other thing and overwhelmed and notifications and traffic and all of that. But it's like, let's just stop and take a look at where we live and what an opportunity and delight and honor it is to be in the world, be able to experience the beauty of things with people. My paintings, I just want to bring more beauty to the world. And so when people are like, wow, like this really like change the way I thought, even if it's that one feeling and that one day and they forget about it forever or whatever, if I can change somebody's mental awareness in at least one moment, it's like, it's just the best. It's just the best feeling. (laughs) Oh, that is so 
what incredible inspiration, you know, for, um, I feel like those moments are, are cool because it's not just that, you know, your art uplifted them, but then them being uplifted uplifts you. And then it just, it ripples, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, and then me like, being uplifted from them uplifts them again. And yeah, it's like it, uplift inception. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's so cool. And does that happen? So one of the things that I think is, is really cool about all of the arts, and I know some people would maybe have different thoughts around this, but what I really love about arts and actually about life is this ability that we can all be looking at the same thing and see totally different things and have a different story and think there was a different intention or, or take, we can find meaning in a way that might be entirely different if you and I are looking at the same piece of work. And I imagine, especially because your work, I feel like it, because that intuitive nature of it and, and the colors and the shapes and what's coming across, I feel like, I don't know, maybe there is an element where there's like even more of a heightened fact of like people are kind of creating their own experience as they view your work. And I'm curious what that is like for you, you know, like to, to have like, I don't know, dialogue sometimes with people perhaps about like what it is that they're seeing, or even when you're leading a workshop to kind of witness this process of people engaging with each other's work and this kind of creative process once it, once a, once it has come into creation. So much to say on that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So when I was teaching children and it was a very, like, this is what we're making today, but I was always very adamant about like, please make it your own. Like, this is a suggestion. And I'm like, I'm just your guide. This isn't like a step-by-step -step thing. Like, this is what we're making. I'm going to tell you like, you know, ways that you can do it, but like, I want you to instill your own creative expression in that. I was like always very, I emphasize that in everything I taught to children because it's important for them to like realize that what they're making themselves is enough and not, you know, what their best friend is making or whatever. So seeing how different the art is, even when it's the same project that I'm teaching is incredible. And so they're, okay. So like they will see what that is and then in their art making experience, like, you know, it just like making art brings up the subconscious. You're like entering a different dimension. And so when a child enters a different dimension in making art and their imaginations are just off the charts and they haven't gotten that voice inside of them quite yet that like whatever they're making is weird or like they shouldn't go for that because, you know, so-and-so will think this. It's insane to see how different it is. And you can tell so much about the child through whatever they came up with, right? And in teaching adults, it's really interesting because I feel like their inner child comes up a little bit, whether it's like, you know, that kind of like wounded inner child that like needs some loving, or if it's like, wow, I forgot how amazing it feels to make art. And like, I feel like a different person right now. And them seeing what they make in the end, it's just, it's just interesting. You'll go around to like 10 different people and I always have a sharing component after I lead a workshop. I'm like, okay, like let's share what we made. It like gives them that extra, like I'm proud of what I made. I'm going to 
be proud to show people, um, even if they're not proud, it like gives them that practice of being like, okay, I'm going to be a little vulnerable and share like a little piece of myself with you. And it's interesting. They'll share something about their art. And then if other people want to like comment and say like, wow, like I was actually thinking this or like, I was actually thinking that. And then they realize that like what they made is not only, you know, meaningful for them, but it's like a multi-dimensional experience for other people. And, and it's the same through like every person who makes something like I see something completely different, especially if it's an abstract piece. And based on like what you see, I feel like that also like tells something about you too. And like wherever you are in your life. But one of my favorite things is, um, there are a couple of paintings that are very abstract that I've done in the past where I'm like, okay, someone like will look at it in all of the different parts and I'm like, okay, what do you see? And the answer is always different. I've never gotten a repeat answer. It's like people dancing around a fire or it's like bunnies dancing through a field. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, I don't know. It just reminds me of how infinite our minds are and how unique our experiences are. And like our minds are going to run with something I don't even know how to put this into words. Like I went to an art show a couple of weeks ago and then I went to see it again last night and there were pieces of art that I'm assuming were hanging the first time that I didn't even see them. Yes. I saw them this time, you yeah. know, like a whole piece of art. And, um, it's interesting, like what your mind will turn on or off based on like what you need to see in that moment. Cause you're always going to be given what you need in the moment that you need it. Even if you think that you need more or want more or whatever, it's like, this is, you're on the right path. So if, if someone is feeling inspired, which I feel like they must be at this point in our conversation, <laughs> yeah. if someone is feeling inspired to go pull out their markers or their paint or their pencil crayons, you know, whatever they've got around, yeah. what, what kind of wisdom and guidance would you have for people who are maybe feeling that little tug to start to reconnect with a more artistic practice and to do so in an intuitive way. Yeah. I love that you said just like whatever you have around because yeah, I'm talking about intuitive painting, but not everybody has painting supplies because there's intuitive drawing and intuitive, whatever it's all intuitive in art. If that's the intention that you're going towards as you're making the art. So um, yeah, find a pen at home, find a piece of paper. Uh, I would suggest drawing with your non-dominant hand. So you are, you know, going onto the side of your brain that isn't in control usually. <laughs> um, and usually that's like, you know, the more intuitive side that will come up. Um, you could also draw with your eyes closed. It's all about like really letting go of control and letting something else take over. Um, something else that might help is drawing something while looking at something, but not picking up your pen and not looking at the paper. And so it's some of the, like some people draw things like that and will sell them and make like plenty of money, but it's like, it's something that they're tapping into that is, mm, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It's, it's really a practice of surrender. Yeah. I, uh, I loved to even what you were saying before. I mean, I can see that as being such a powerful exercise of like putting on music and drawing to the beat of the music 
it's like, there's just so many endless possibilities because it's intuitive. And so it's like, whatever it looks like for you, like go upside down, go outside, like, you know, draw with sticks. Like it's like, whatever is kind of coming up for you. um, It really kind of opens the field of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And art is infinite. So like anything you're going to make, that's like, the most unique thing, like no one's going to make it exactly like that. It doesn't matter how many reproduction people will try to do. Even if I like, you know, get a commission request where I'm supposed to like recreate a piece of art, I just cannot do it exactly the same, you know, like I'll try my best, but it's not, it's really like the art that you make is, a. it's kind of like a time stamp on that particular point in your life in time and space and how you're feeling and where you are and you don't know where you're going, but you know where you've been. And like, it's just, you could try to make the same thing tomorrow, but you're going to be in a different mood and it's going to be a different day and you're going to be thinking about different things. So it's like the possibilities in art are absolutely endless and the possibilities in your mind are absolutely endless. So it's like, I don't know, art and, you know, imagination and your mind and the subconscious, they're just so, they seem so intangible, but when you work with it, it's like, it's going to give you everything that you want and more. (laughs) And so for someone sitting down to start to engage in artistic practices, who is really in their head, what are some of your favorite ways to, to start to get into a more creative mindful awareness. I know some of those things like drawing with a non-dominant hand and that sort of thing, but, um, but for, for that kind of, that step of just reconnecting with the self. Yes. Yes. So, you know, centering yourself before you practice helps a lot. That way you can clear your mind and your body a little bit before you create, you know, how people say you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's like, you're going to create something and put it out into the world. And even if it's small and you're going to throw it away or whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to like give to yourself first because you're going to be outputting energy. So, um, you know, centering yourself by closing your eyes and taking like five deep, long breaths, even just like stretching and like moving our bodies, you know, we can be so stagnant throughout our days sometimes. And it's like, even putting your hand over your heart and one over your belly and just feeling the rise and fall of your breath and like feeling your heartbeat and being like, wow, I'm alive. And like, I have a purpose and I'm meant to be here. And, you know, whatever I do in my own life is going to be important to me because it's me. I'm important to myself. And just to give yourself that little extra bit of love and like support before you do something, especially if you're feeling a little vulnerable or, you know, you like to remain in control and you're like, I don't know how this is going to go because control is my safe place. It's like just kind of reconnecting with yourself saying like, it's going to be okay. We're just going to do this real quick. It's like just a little drawing. This is a safe place. We're not bringing this crazy practice into our life yet. This is just like a practice that I'm doing for me. Mm. So much inspiration (laughs) and so much passion that I feel like just like exudes from you for, for kind of reconnecting with ourselves in this way and, and in reconnecting with ourselves, finding a deeper connection with the world around us and the beauty and the magic and the wonder that exists around us. Yes. (laughs) I would so love for you to share how people could stay connected with you and follow along on your journey. 
Sure. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Luna Lee Arts. It's L-U-N-A-L-E-I-G-H-A-R-T-S. Um, you can also see my website at lunaleearts.com. And if you would like to set up a one-on-one -on -one remote session, or if you're in the Denver area, I can do in-person sessions, group sessions um, to lead you through intuitive painting. Or if you want to fly me out to wherever you are, totally open to that too. <laughs> I love that you said that. <laughs> fly Tori out, do it. I'll come along. That sounds so great. Um, At this point, the opportunities are endless. So um, <laughs> just like <yeah>. art. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I also sell my paintings online too, and you can see my work and the type of art that I make and see if it vibes with you too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tori, for, for, for being here, for sharing your story, your passion, and this beautiful practice of intuitive art. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity for us to chat today and for folks to listen in. Thank you, Megan. You're the best. I had such a great time. <laughs> oh, yay. I think you're the best too. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to episode number four. What a great pleasure to sit down and chat with Tori. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to share any thoughts or reflections, you can join me on Instagram. It's at Megan L. Johnston, M-E-G-H-A-N-L-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. You can also find me on my website, meganjohnston.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Stay up to date on all the things. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe or leave a review. Both these things help to make the podcast more easily searchable and to be found by others who are maybe looking. I look forward to connecting again with you really soon. In the meantime, keep living with heart and wonder.